This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. You know, when the Lord is in a room, which He's here tonight, faith is always available because He is our faith. You see, faith is not something you generate. Anytime you disconnect faith from the Lord Himself, you make faith an idol. Does that make sense? Anytime you disconnect anything from Jesus, even if it's a kingdom, it becomes idolatrous. You can do that with prosperity. You can do that with healing. I discovered something. When I first started preaching, people would have me in for healing services. And I would see the least amount of miracles in healing services out of all the services. It was really weird. And every time they said, this will be a healing service tonight, we'd see the least amount of miracles. Now, people would get healed, but not as many as in an atmosphere like this. And I discovered something. Because of what we were naming it, or they were naming it and bringing me in, it was creating an expectation of exactly how the meeting should go and when it should go that way. And we'd see less breakthrough. When we started calling them Jesus meetings, we had too many miracles to count. When you, we look at Jesus and refuse to disconnect anything He does, listen carefully, from Him, He'll do more than you ever dreamed of. So all of you are in a room tonight with the Lord. Think of that. The Lord is in the room. Therefore, everything you need is in the room. Because He's all you need. I said, He's all you need. So on Sunday morning, and for those of you who've been sleeping in, I feel you. The Sunday morning crowd's getting a double portion. So... Favor's not fair. If favor gets on them, don't whine. But we've been talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be really vulnerable with you. When I first started falling in love with Jesus, which was probably, I mean really falling in love with Him, when it, 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 it moved beyond I need help. I'm glad he's the helper. <laughs> when it moved beyond uh, saying the right thing in the right environment, but it actually became real. Do you know what I mean? Where it, that's really what awakening is. He awakens in us the reality of his presence. So I know what, have you ever, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever asked someone who you knew was not doing well how they're doing and they, and they, and you know, you're like, I'm going to see how truthful this dude is. How are you? When they say I'm blessed and highly favored, like a robot, when you know they're going through hell, something in you goes, you need your heart to burn a little. You need to come alive. Do you know what I mean? The repetition is dangerous. It puts us to sleep. Religion is so repetitious. That's why I tell you every Sunday, don't come to Jesus' image, come to Jesus. It's one of the reasons we do not have a flow chart here. I'm just not going that route. I don't understand. Now there are certain things we'll do every week, like Thanksgiving, praise and worship, because He has commanded it. We'll preach the gospel every week, because He has commanded it. 
And for those of you who don't know, the Lord told me when we started these, why would I send the lost to your meetings if I can't trust you to preach the gospel? That makes sense, right? The Lord is a great leader. He knows where to send people and where not to. So I wanted to build a reputation in heaven. I'm going to preach the gospel every week so that you know, Lord, if you send them here, they'll hear the gospel. Does that make sense? Okay. So there are certain things we're always going to do. Never going to change them. And uh, when I'm too old to preach here and the next generation changes them, I'm coming at those leaders with my golf clubs. <laughs> my air gun. I'm going to shoot them in the ankles with BBs. <laughs> if that don't work, we're going to get even more serious. Whatever it takes. You know, the Bible says, do not remove the ancient landmarks. Now, this is kind of a prophetic little message. So you're going to have to flow with me here. Don't ever, listen carefully. Some of you have heard, you need to be yourself. That's true. But being yourself doesn't mean you have the right to lay down what other people paid for. You have to live with that conviction. You have to live with the understanding that somebody paid a price to get you to where you are. And while you still have the liberty to be you, you cannot throw away what they paid for. So there are these landmarks like the gospel, and prayer, and the scriptures, and fasting, and the miraculous. We cannot move. Does that make sense? All right, back to what I was saying. I understand. This is the Holy Spirit meeting, so it's just the nature of what we're doing. You never want to fall into that repetition. The, the thought that you know exactly what the Holy Spirit's going to do at every minute before He does it. Nobody does. Jesus talked about Him and described Him as a wind. Now, I'm a golfer and a fisherman, and one thing I've discovered is nobody gets the wind. It dies down. Sometimes you catch a gust. Sometimes it swirls. Sometimes it changes directions. So is the Holy Spirit. It takes humility and childlikeness to go with the wind. Pride assumes to know what the wind is doing at all times. The Bible says my thoughts are higher than your thoughts as the heavens are higher than the earth. See, we always think of humility as wearing sackcloth and ashes. But the most humble thing you can do is sit at the feet of Jesus and adore and yield. Waiting on the Lord is humble because it's risky. Now, this is deep stuff I'm talking about, but maybe there's one person in the room who's going to grab it and burn and go with the wind and God will change the world with you. I don't know. But if you're not willing to walk the tightrope of risk, you will limit the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life. I mean, you've got to literally spread your sail and surrender and not know where the boat's going. That's the only kind of person he can really trust in moments like this. I'm telling you, we get in our own way. It's us. We, we put demands on ourselves 
that God is not putting on us. And when you put a demand on you that God's not putting on you, you go with the direction of the demand and God can't use you. He doesn't use the gifted and the most knowledgeable. That's what Catherine used to say. He doesn't use silver vessels, right? He doesn't use golden vessels. He uses yielded vessels. My father used to tell me that when I was young, get your sail ready because when the wind blows, if there's a hole in it, the boat will spin in circles. Get the sail ready and then just put it up and yield and the wind will take you exactly where he wants to. See, the Holy Spirit, is a, he's, he's like a wind. That's what Jesus said. The wind blows where it wants. You can't see it. You don't know where it's going. But you see the effects of the wind. You see people healed. Those are the effects of the wind. You see people saved. Those are the effects of the wind. Every week, we live in the wind here. It's amazing to me that even during this pandemic or whatever, people are still driving in. I walked into the building at Upper Room with minimal promotion. We sent out an email. I don't know what we did, but I wouldn't let us get too into it because I wanted God's fingerprint on these nights. And a, a family stopped me in a minivan. They said, I can't get in. We can't get in. Can I shake your hand? I said, you don't need my hand. It's not my hand, but I'll shake your hand just to be kind. You don't need my hand. They said, we drove all the way in. Another family drove in from Indiana to Dallas. Why? The presence of the Spirit. You know, greatness in the Lord. We've made a God out of momentum. Let me, let me switch gears here. We've made a God out of momentum. We've made an idol out of, out of influence. So much so we call people influencers. What's that even mean? What's that even mean? I love what Bill Johnson said. I don't need to be famous here. I want to be famous in heaven and famous in hell. You know when demons stopped, le when stopped manifesting in our meetings for like eight months, I told the Lord. And by the way, I don't need you to fake a manifestation <laughs> to make me feel better. Okay, I don't want a demon-filled church. If your church has a bunch of demons in it, there's a problem. I would like a very demon-free church. But if they're in the room, I want them to leave. Does that make sense? So I told the Lord. Back then I was just traveling as an evangelist. So I go in the meetings and I noticed something. Less people are getting set free. I said to the Lord, what's going on? So a lady in Switzerland, I, I, I said that to her. I was in Switzerland. She goes, oh, I'm from Ethiopia. We don't have demons in Switzerland. I go, oh, really? <laughs> really? The chocolate calms them down? <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, literally. And she had given me a vegan lasagna, which felt demonic. <laughs> I don't want a vegan lasagna. I want a real lasagna. If I'm going to eat lasagna, I want it to be real. No, no, I, I want a real lasagna. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to eat lasagna, I want lasagna. All right. Sorry, sidetracked. She gave me a vegan lasagna. And she said, we don't have devils here. I said, ah, right before the meeting. I said, ah. Yeah. Not the best pre-service meal. 
I said, you don't have demons in Switzerland? She said, no, we don't have demons in Switzerland. She goes, but in Ethiopia, they're everywhere. So I had a buddy traveling with me. I go, I, oh, I asked her, where did they go? She goes, I don't know. And I looked at him, I said, they don't need a passport. <laughs> what, do you think they can't cross a border? So I told her, I said, come to the meeting tonight. Because I knew, I understood on the evangelistic field what the power of the gospel does and what, what the power of worship can do. Where I grew up in my father-in-law's meetings, listen. I grew up in meetings where devils would start manifesting during worship. And speaking of the skin healing, my first service at OCC, there was a lady behind me covered in psoriasis or eczema. It was the first healing I'd ever seen. I watched the lady, I looked at her arms as a 12-year-old boy before the worship set. By the end of the worship set or in the middle of it, she started screaming. I looked behind me and her skin was like a baby's. It's the first miracle I ever saw, Amy, was the healing of a skin issue. She went crazy. I'll never forget that night. Demons leaving people. During the worship. So... I told the lady, come to the meeting tonight. <laughs> started preaching the gospel. I walked down in the crowd, kind of like I'm doing tonight. And when I did, see that those devils, they don't like the gospel. They started manifesting in front of this Ethiopian lady. And I whispered, I said, I think they made it to Switzerland. <laughs> I'll never forget her. She goes, oh, I didn't know. I said, now you know. Now you know. That's what happens when the wind blows. People's lives are changed. People drive in. How many of you came in from out of the state or out of Orlando just to be in the room? Look, 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 it's not, look. Yeah, keep your hand up so we can see you. That has nothing to do, it has nothing to do with man's ability, man's greatness, a team's greatness, their ability to promote as wonderful as our media team is. They're not that good. They know that. They're great, but they're not that good. Nobody's that good. My preaching isn't that good. Our worship is not that good. It is the presence of the Spirit. So when I first started, people would say, how can I love Jesus? Or why do you love Jesus? You know, when I first started, I would instantly go to my prayer life. I say, oh, it's because I seek the Lord, I fast, I pray. True, it's all wonderful. I still do. But today I would say, it's because of the Holy Spirit. None of us can even glory in our love for Jesus. It's His mercy. So if somebody asked you, how can I fall in love with Jesus? I would tell them two things. Number one, the movement of the Holy Spirit. A life in the Spirit. Number two, never stop looking at the cross. It's the Holy Spirit who causes us to fall in love with Jesus. Romans 5.5 5 says this. Ryan mentioned it. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. It is the work of the Spirit. Now listen carefully. All of you came to be here. All of you are watching tonight online because you want to be closer to Jesus. That's the only reason you'd come and stay in a meeting like this. What is the answer? 
learn to walk with and know the Holy Spirit. He's the one who does it. It's Him. Let's talk about Him just for a moment before I dismiss you. Number one, He's called the wind. He's called wine. He's called a river. He's called a dove. Is He not? He's called fire. He's called a cloud. He's called a cloud of great darkness. In other words, He's the one who reveals the mysteries of God, the darkness of the Lord. The Holy Spirit. He is an unending burning flame. Is He not? He is oil. He's the one who reveals the milk of the Word. All of that, every single analogy, demands experience. Wine is an experience. Oil is an experience. What the Holy Spirit is never called in the Scriptures is a formula. Are you ready? Or a manual. Or a PowerPoint. The prophet didn't say, I felt a PowerPoint shut up in my bones. They make us look smarter. You know, you throw it up there, you go, my pastor's smart. He's he's got a PowerPoint. Look how smart he is. There's nothing wrong with PowerPoints, but the Holy Spirit is not a PowerPoint, not a study guide. We have study guides. Study guides don't change your life. The Lord changes your life. The Holy Spirit is to be known. He is a person, a real person. Listen to me. A person who has feelings, who longs to communicate with his people. Now, today, today, it is not just the world. Hear me carefully. Vying for your attention. It's my opinion that the devils of hell are being unleashed to steal your attention. It's like, I don't know if you've noticed Maybe you love to fish as much as I do and don't see the real world, which is actually kind of healthy at times. I don't know if you've noticed, but the world has changed a bit in just the last few months. America has changed. I want you to think about it. Those of you who are like 40, I'm not there yet. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll know. I'm sorry you're so ancient. But for those, us Gen Zers, like me and Ryan, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the world is changing. I mean, my word. I say this to students all the time. Have you ever watched young people date? It's pretty funny. They stare at their phones while they're paying for a meal. Dude drops a hundred bucks, stared at his phone the whole time. If I'm dropping, when, when Jesse and I started dating, if I'm going to drop a hundo on her, I'm going to look at her. <laughs> I'm not looking at my phone, you know. I have something to say to her. I want to see if she's pretty. And, you know, it's all important. And how, how, what she's like and what she likes and doesn't like. And today, they just go on a date and they scroll on their phone. Dude pays the check. And then afterwards, they go, I just feel like we didn't connect. You think so? Maybe. (laughs) Imagine the mystery. 
But the world and the devils of hell are after the attention of this generation. They're after the attention of a people and it's impossible to know the spirit, listen, unless you give them your attention. That's probably like the first step in knowing the Holy Spirit is to become aware of Him. But He doesn't compete for attention. He just stands at His post as the paraclete who stands beside you. He will whisper to you, but He won't share the deep mysteries of heaven with a people who are not into Him. So it doesn't start with getting a word of knowledge in a meeting or getting somebody's details or pulling somebody out of a wheelchair, though that's all wonderful. That's not where fellowship begins. Fellowship begins when you're in your bed, you wake up and you're a little, this is just an example, you're a little more alert than usual. And you have this different desire to get up while everyone's sleeping and go be with the Lord. If you take too long to say yes, you'll start reasoning yourself out of it. You want to know one of the greatest enemies of allowing the Holy Spirit to use you? Earthly reason. When the power of God comes on you, one of the worst things you can do is think about what to do. What does the Bible say? As a man thinketh in his, so he is. You see, the redeemed think with their heart in the glory. The world is worshiping the mind. Now, you should have the mind, but it's a different mind the mind of Christ. Let me give you a scripture here. And then I'll pray over you. You can send me a gift for my 23rd birthday. <laughs> Janae, don't laugh. Amy's laughing. I heard it as a word of knowledge. <laughs> All right, let me read this to you. Don't, 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 don't check out here. I'm telling you, you young people, when I was 12 years old, I purposed in my heart, I'm going to become a friend of the Holy Spirit. That's what I did. I made a lot of mistakes on the way. But I found no other reason to live. If you can get there, he'll introduce himself. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. That's for this generation. Don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Friends, look, this isn't the only challenge that's come to the world. This isn't our last one. There will be many challenges the body of Christ faces. But you're from another place. You have another home. Jesus is preparing that place for you. Let your hearts go upward. Have heavenly thoughts. 
Isn't that what Paul wrote? What did he say we should think of? Think of things above where Christ is. I go to prepare a place for you, verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. Jesus is coming again. If, wait, oh man, listen, that is as true as Christmas. If you don't believe that, you don't get to believe in Christmas. The same Jesus who came for Christmas is coming back again. It's really important because if he doesn't, you stay in the grave. Now some people say he's already returned. Not true. All right, some people, they call it kingdom and they'll preach that he's already come back. The only proof against that is the existence of cemeteries. Okay. Until the graves break open, he has not come back. But he is coming back, and that's important because you get a brand new body. Why is that important? So you don't burn up like a moth in a flame in heaven. You need a new body to exist. That's why Paul or John, I should say, lay as though he were dead when he had his encounter on the island of Patmos. If you don't get the new body, you're toast up there because of the glory of Jesus. He said, I'll, I'll return. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way you know. Oh, that's loaded. They're like, no, they, <laughs> they did and they didn't know. Put it that way. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. And how can we know the way? In other words, show me how. See, the how has to become a who. We've been telling the generation, this whole world, this is how you do stuff in church. This is how you accomplish. These are your eight steps. This is how you go here, and how you go there, and how you do that, and how you flow in the gifts, and how I activate you. No, the how has to be a person named Jesus. So listen how Jesus responds after Thomas says, how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I'm the way. Oh, come on. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Don't check out on me now. God's going to save the best for last. I feel it stirring in my soul. I haven't taught a while, in a while on Sunday night because I've been teaching so much on Sunday morning. But I felt the Lord lead me in this direction. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. How many sections in the tabernacle? Three. You know what those, those sections were called? The way, the truth, and life. Well, that really messed up Israel when he said that. <laughs> he said, by the way, that tabernacle is me. I'm the living tabernacle. Verse 7, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. This generation is wondering what God is like. Christians should point to Christ. If somebody says, what is divine? Who is God? You point them straight to Jesus, the exact representation of God. And by the way, if you want to know the Holy Spirit, you need to look at Jesus. He's the perfectly yielded one, the only one qualified to baptize in the Spirit, whose eyes are fire, according to John's revelation, because he is filled with the Spirit, 
and entrusted with the Spirit. Therefore, he qualified to baptize people in the Spirit. You can't know the Holy Spirit outside of Jesus. If you want to know him more, glorify Jesus. Wow's right. Who said, well, you've redeemed yourself. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to us, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? I feel the Lord now. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. In other words, if you've seen miracles among you, don't be a doubter. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, verse 12, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Say greater works. Friends, those greater works have nothing to do with our ability. It has to do with everything. Everything with the position of Jesus seated at the right hand as high priest interceding. It has nothing to do with us being more anointed than Jesus. There is nobody here more anointed than Jesus. He's the anointed one, the source of the anointing. Why greater works? Not because of us. Because he's seated as the God-man, as high priest and perfect represent representative. When the Father sees Jesus, he sees you. Hallelujah. Slap your neighbor. Gently in love. In love. In love. I love when visitors have to look at that. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Answered prayer brings glory to Jesus. Oh, you missed it. So if you stop shy at the breakthrough... Get back on the saddle and bring Jesus some glory. Bring Jesus some glory. Don't you dare stop shy. We don't have the right to stop shy. We don't touch the glory. We don't touch the glory by stopping shy of the breakthrough. Do you hear me? Am I talking to anybody? Our land is coming in Jesus' name. Our building is coming in Jesus' name. Your kids will serve the Lord. Your mom and dad are gonna get saved. Don't you dare bow down to a tumor or some condition or eczema. Don't you bow down. The Father is glorified when we get the breakthrough in the name of Jesus. You have to ask. Feel comfortable enough to ask. Ask. You have not because you ask not. Don't tell me you're too busy soaking to ask. Eventually the Lord will quicken you and say, ask now. Get off the beanbag and ask. <laughs> Verse 15. Here we go now. Are you bored? No. We're three minutes over. God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> Verse 15. Get this right here. If you love me, keep my commandments. It does not say keep my commandments until you love me. All right. Proof of love is obedience, but love births obedience. Here's the order. 
I behold the love of God through the cross, receive the love of God by the Spirit. Continually, He loves me first, I then love Him in return, and obedience is birthed in me, because the thought of disobeying and losing the sense of His presence seems like a nightmare. And it is. That's how you walk in obedience. Verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. All right, get this now. The Holy Spirit's precious indwelling presence is reserved for the blood-bought church. The world cannot receive the Spirit. The world is under another spirit, the God of this age, the Bible says. It is under a spirit known as Antichrist that denies that Jesus is who he says he is, fully God and fully man. Denies that he is Lord. But the Holy Spirit belongs to the church. Catherine Kuhlman used to say, the Father's greatest gift to the world was Jesus. His most precious gift to the church is the Holy Spirit through Jesus. I would say, I'll take the entire Trinity, because they're all one. Amen? But the point is this, do not waste the presence of the Spirit by ignoring Him. You will ignore Him if you come, become too busy for Him. How many of you heard this name, and this is what I'm going to close with, Corrie Ten Boom? You heard that name, Corrie Ten Boom? This is what she said, if the devil cannot make you bad, he will make you busy. If he can't make you bad, he'll just busy you. I'll never forget the Holy Spirit saying this to me in our little apartment in Seminole County. It's a little, little apartment. It's so little that when our kids walked in, little Benny goes, I don't want to live in this little apartment. I'll never forget it. Oh, it was small. But it was wonderful. I was there praying in the, the bedroom, and I heard the voice of the Spirit, and this is what he told me. Oh, man, I, 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 I think Jesus' image had just been incorporated. Really no meetings, nothing going. You know, back when you wanted to feel important, he told people to call the assistant you didn't have. Call my office. And the phone rang in the master. <laughs> oh, yeah. Used to wear a suit back then. Oh, man. Looked good. Anyways. This is what I heard the Spirit say to me. If the devil can't make you a Judas, he will settle for Martha. But he told me. Now, Martha's not all that bad, but he'll negotiate. The enemy will negotiate. If he can't turn you into Judas, he'll just make you busy with God's kind of stuff. Just get you doing kingdom stuff without holding the king's hand. You, you take all the kingdom gold 
all the truth, the revelation, the meetings, the contacts, the people, all that. You just start, it's all in the kingdom. And then you just take the little scalpel of distraction and you separate it from the king. You've got all this kingdom gold now. And then you beat it down because Moses has been on the mountain too long. That's what Israel said. And then they, they took the gold that was to glorify the Lord that speaks of his divinity and they said this Moses has been up there too long Jesus has been on the throne too long he said he's coming back let's take the gold let's take the kingdom stuff separate from the king and let's build a calf let's name the calf Jehovah and we'll call the feast in his honor the Lord doesn't need any more feasts filled with fans he needs yielded lives Yielded lives. He'll busy you. The enemy will busy you with church stuff and ministry stuff and scrolling stuff and YouTube stuff and traveling stuff. Not that that's bad unless, listen, you better make sure it's connected. Amen? Knowing the Spirit begins with this. Consistent awareness and childlike adoration and conversation that's how it begins to get daily teaching from michael and to follow our event schedule around the world please follow us on facebook twitter and instagram be sure to subscribe to the jesus image tv youtube channel as well by partnering with jesus image you will help us take the saving and healing power of jesus to the world your giving changes lives forever For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.